Welcome to the Personal Brand Elevator. It's a podcast with me, Petty Morgan, photographer, serial rebrander, entrepreneur, and online business queen. We're here to talk strategies and tactics for personal brand elevation in an online remote world. If you provide services online, then you are your brand. So come on, jump in the elevator with me because we are going up. With the online design tools we have available to us today, it's easier to do your own branding than ever before. You don't need to be a pro designer to create some pretty cool brand assets like logos, color palettes, social media graphics, banners for your website and such. But as empowered as we are these days to DIY our branding, you can also spend a lot of time mucking around with fonts and colors and buttons etc ask me how I know look I love DIY and I really do encourage it but there just isn't a lot of sense spending too much time on your branding especially if it takes away from valuable time developing your products and your services promoting them or connecting and engaging with your audience I would just like for you to be able to identify your limits and know when it's time to call for help but also what your options might look like for getting help too. So in today's episode, we're going to explore this question. What is the bare minimum you can do to make your brand look legit and professional and so that it attracts the right people and not a DIY design disaster? And then what sort of things do you definitely not want to waste your time on when growing your brand presence? Well, after my decade or so owning and running online businesses, I've developed some strong guiding principles here through loads of experimentation and um, even more fails. I hope that what I have learned may just help you to refocus on the really important branding related tasks that you're also the right person to take care of. So when you're thinking about growing your online brand presence, yes, you could just go all out. You could pay a professional web designer and a web developer to create a stunning and functional website. You could hire a professional branding photographer to create a suite of images that you feel really proud of and that perfectly represent your brand feels. You could hire a professional copywriter to write conversion-focused copy that has the right people falling over themselves to buy from you. You could go all out and pay the pros to create an incredible brand presence for you that gives your business a real head start and stands you above all the competition isn't that the dream but when you are just starting out or you're bootstrapping a business or you're side hustling your way out of your main hustle it's really unlikely that you have the funding required to do all of that there's a limit to how much capital you can put towards branding when you're starting or growing a business this way And that limit is usually quite small, if anything. Of course, once you've started to grow your business and generate some profits, then it becomes easier and more of a priority at that time to bring the professionals in. In the beginning, though, you need to start somewhere, especially when you're bootstrapping, when you're funding that business out of your own back pocket. That starting point is often DIY design and DIY branding. But the problem I see with so many businesses that start this way is that they try and DIY it all without understanding all of the options available to them first. 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with DIY. I love DIY. I'm an advocate for it. And sometimes the DIY path is the only current option. So you just got to roll your sleeves up and do it. But know your skills. Be honest with yourself about your skills and know when you're pouring time down the drain. But firstly, which elements of your branding actually should look at least semi-professional in the beginning? Which elements if you get them right, will help you to stand out, look legit and look professional and attract the right people towards you. People who will eventually buy and get value from what you have to offer. Let's look at what each of these elements are and then we'll look at what you can do when you realise that maybe you're not the right person to do a proper professional job yourself. Spoiler alert, the alternative is not always pay the pros, but sometimes it will be. There are degrees and today I'll help you identify where you should continue to DIY and when you should consider calling in the pros. I'll also talk about a sneaky little hack that you can employ that sits in between doing DIY and calling in the pros. Are you ready? Alright, number one, the first brand element that you need to get right to make your brand look semi-professional at least is a website. I know that sounds really huge, but it doesn't have to be. It can be just one page. I can't tell you how many people who skip over a decent website and don't actually think it's important to their business. It doesn't matter who you are, what you sell, how you sell it and where from, you need a website, even if it is just one page. This is about trust more than anything. Show your customers that you are legit and that they can trust you. Before you even think about design and branding of your website though, there are a few key pieces of information that it needs. If you have a one-pager of unstyled text with this information, it's actually better than a fancy design without it. So this might not be that hard, you know. And that information is, who are you? Who do you help? And what do you want that person to do when they come to your website? Do you want them to sign up to a lead magnet? Well, make it simple and easy for them to do that. Do you want them to contact you? Make it simple and easy for them to do this. Do you have a special offer on right now? Make that really obvious and the path to taking it up. You also want to display a fairly simple list of offerings or ways to work with you further down the page for those interested enough to keep scrolling down. Maybe they're not quite ready to do what you want them to do, i.e. buy your top package, but they still want to learn a bit more about you. How can you help them learn more about what you have to offer, or get a taste for it at least? So can you do this by yourself? Can you create a one-page website that looks professional? Well, if you can, then sure. But good design is just as much about the placement and space around key messaging as it is about the fonts and the colours that you use. So, if you understand how to do that for maximum impact, then yes, you could continue to DIY it. But if you can't judge your designs objectively, or you're spending way too long fussing on the details, then pay someone who can sort it for you. Not all designers cost the same, but beware that the less you pay, the less you should probably expect from them, both in terms of quality and output. If paying a designer is still not a feasible option for you, then the interim, interim decision is to buy pre-designed templates. You can buy design templates for everything. Logos, lead magnets, web pages, whole websites, everything. 
you can find some links to templates I use in the show notes. Templates can be a huge time saver and you can rest happily in the knowledge that they have been designed by actual designers. <laughs> For PettyMorgan.co, I had been drooling over the website design of a fellow podcaster and online course provider. I can't yet afford to pay her designer to do my site, but I saw that this designer offered some of her website designs as templates. Bingo! So I bought them. It was so time-saving. And because her templates are all pretty modern marketing focused too, in some parts I've kept some of her original copy even, which is brilliant, right? So, yes, while I am capable enough and proficient enough to design my own website, I also knew that it would take me a significant amount of time to create a beautiful site like that. So I bought the templates instead. If you're not tech savvy, you could always just think about investing in a template and then hiring a VA to put it up for you. My point is that it's easier than ever to create a semi-professional looking website for your business no matter what your budget is. If you're providing products or services online then people want to know who they're buying from. If you're a coach or a blogger, a designer or a copywriter, an accountant or a personal trainer, look whoever you are, you're a person aren't you? And people buy from people. You can't stress that enough. It's a trust thing. Your customers need to see your photos so that they can begin to trust you. But your brand photos are absolutely definitely something that needs to look professional, but also brand appropriate. A great brand photographer will help you create images that you love and that will work really well for your brand. But a great brand photographer can be a big investment and Murphy's Law dictates that there will always be a really long wait to get in with the one that you really want. So there's the investment, there's the wait time, but there's something else that no one really talks about and that is some of us just really hate getting our photos taken for a variety of reasons. We might not know how to pose, we might not feel comfortable about you know, some aspect of our appearance, we might feel slightly awkward or self-conscious in front of a camera. I was all of these things, so I do my own brand photos, for now. That's the interim solution that you do your own brand photos. I have some really straightforward, fun tips to help you DIY some brand appropriate photos in my Pro Selfies Masterclass, so nab that if you need some help. If you're not ready financially or personally to line up a professional brand photo shoot, then this masterclass is for you. Right, so a one-page website and a brand-appropriate pro selfie. What's next? Number three is your personal social media presence. Weird as it sounds, your personal social media account is an extension of your website. It forms part of your online brand presence, a strong part of your presence if you're interacting with potential customers on social media. I chat to a lot of potentially ideal customers on social media, like in business groups I belong to, tech support groups, uh, loads of people that need to sort their brand photography out. And I offer a pro DIY solution. So, of course, my personal social media account needs to look good. It needs to look professional and represent my business well, or at least my business offering. Well, because that is what people see first. If you're chatting in these groups, offering valuable advice for nothing or making a positive impression in some way, then people will naturally want to check you out and they'll follow the link through to your profile. And if you have a Facebook profile that looks tip-top, 
then they can learn about what you have to offer without you having to do any kind of hard selling or even mention your business. I call it soft social selling, you heard it here first. I'm not even talking about jazzing up your Facebook page, your business Facebook page. You might not even have one. It's your personal Facebook account that we are looking right at here. So what do you need to have in place to take advantage of soft social selling? Just these two things, a decent brand appropriate bio photo and then links to your current offerings in your personal profile. You could additionally put a call to action in your personal Facebook banner. You can use this to promote something different every week if you wanted. Just give the people that click on your profile a clear path to whatever you want them to do. Learn more about you, learn more about your offering, whatever. There um, are plenty of great templates on Canva or just find a designer you love who happens to offer Facebook templates and buy theirs. Don't forget I've listed some already in these show notes. Alright we're done now. I'm kidding. I can hear you yelling. <laughs> what about my logo? What about the brand colours and fonts etc? Look, to be super honest, you don't need a fancy logo in the beginning, if ever. In fact, there's a real case for just having a simple text logo to begin with so that your logo doesn't cramp your style if your business evolves or changes in the future. Look at Marie Folio. She's got like the most simplest logo, but she's a huge brand. She speaks for her brand, not her logo. So don't fuss on the logo. Again, Canva has lots of logo templates, as does Creative Live and Etsy. Or there are logo generators. You can pay your designer to create a logo as part of a brand package. There are people who offer to create beautiful handwritten and calligraphic logos. It all depends on what you need and how much you want to pay. Or just use a simple text logo, seriously, pettymorgan.co. And what about brand colours? Yep. Okay. Well, these are really important, really important, but I argue not criti critically necessary in the beginning. And this is a good thing because colours and colour palettes do require professional input. <laughs> not just because of the different emotions that colours evoke about your brand, but because of website accessibility. Pro designers know about how to mix the right colours to elicit a particular look or feeling. But they also know how to mix colours and shades so that they're using the right amount of contrast so that the text is always legible online. There are colour palette generators that you can use like Coolers, uh, Adobe has one, so does Canva. Um, there's plenty more out there. There's also a lot of science behind the use of colours on web pages. For example, did you know that gold is the most clickable button colour? You can kind of see why, right? Ooh, chase the shiny gold. But as a bare minimum, pick an accent colour. One that will stand out for buttons and text links. Don't just pick gold, go on. And then use black and white and neutral for the rest. Just in the beginning. You don't need to fuss about the colours. My recommendation here is to wait and definitely pay a pro designer to do something that really works for your brand once you're off the ground and flying and you're making money in your business then you can actually do that so let's have a quick recap three things to sort a one-page website brand photos and your personal facebook profile and two things not to fuss over your logo and your brand colors i think that's why it has gotten easier and easier for me to create 
a new brand or new brands and just to get a greater level of success than each of my brands before faster because my focus has been more on the right things now have a think about your skills where you really need a professional's help and when you might be able to buy templates thanks for jumping in the personal brand elevator with me that's the end of this episode but please subscribe to hear more and leave me a rating as not only does it help others to discover this podcast but it strokes my ego well that's if it's a good rating so yeah okay i'll read the bad ones too i promise bye